You're listening to New Life Chapel Podcast. I want to speak to you uh, this morning, ever so briefly, if there's such a thing for a preacher. I want to speak to you on the title, Can Anything Good? Can Anything Good Come from Nazareth? I suppose we could ask the same question in a different way. Can anything good come from the year 2021? (laughs) How many think that's a fair question for some people? I wonder what your year's been like. Has it been good? Has it been bad? Has it been indifferent? Has it been a boom year? For some it has. Has it been a loss year? For others it has. Has it been a year where your marriage has been enriched? For some, that's the case. Has it been a year where it's just inflamed your marriage even more? That's quite possible too. I wonder what your year's been like and wonder what you would say of 2021. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything possibly good come from 2021? Can anything positive come from the upheaval and the disruption of this year? Is there anything, anything worthwhile to report on? Well, I can say to you that I don't even know how we manage this, but we have in 2021, with all the disruptions and lockdowns, and sometimes we've had just dear five people here bringing service online for many weeks. I don't even know how, but we have had 248 visitors to the church this year. Don't know how that happened. We have somehow refused to lie down and when we couldn't have connect groups here, we had them over there in Albury altogether. We've had collectively 302 people to connect groups this year. And I'm not even sure how this has happened, but between the children and our adults ministry here, we have had 88 people make decisions for Christ in 2021. Can anything good come from 2021? I think God is constantly awake. He never sleeps. And he's always looking for opportunities to bring about goodness, even in a trying and difficult season. He's always on about bringing goodness. It is our mission as a church to bring the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can anyone say amen? Amen. New Life Care and our community care ministry, from our kingdom builders' generosity that many of you have participated in and given, particularly at our dinner night, Just in New Life Care alone, we've invested around $40,000. As a result, Trudy's come on board, rallied a good team together, I think about up to 25 volunteers. And this year alone, they have fed 3,239 people this year from the food share. And that's just till the end of November. Their team put in 1,515 volunteer hours. Can anything good come from 2021? 
the business hampers. People rallied together. 80 business hampers to business, small business people, and we don't have the time. I've run out of time to share all the testimonies from small businesses that sent us a big thank you and told us how much it made a difference to their morale. And many sometimes just said, we thank, we were so thankful that someone was thinking of us. And then 60 hygiene hampers for Junction Youth Services, Wodonga, you and your team have done. This is your church, us in action. Teen Challenge. 20 of these were sent to Teen Challenge. Richard and Anne Lowry there. Good people, who knows them? Nice people. Chocolate boxes. 160 chocolate hampers were delivered to the Albury Hospital, Albury Base Emergency Department and Wodonga Emergency Department. Olivia Chan, we love Olivia. She organised that all nurses and admin staff be blessed with them. And they were so thankful for the morale, for building their spirit up. Emergency services who are tired and weary. We're all tired and weary. But these guys are on the front line. We could have said, well, it's just all too hard this year. We'll just open up and do a few things when we can. I don't believe that's in the DNA of New Life Chapel to lie down. I think there's something in our spirit that rises up and says we will do what we can, however we can, for whoever we can, regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in. And I think it's an honourable thing. The amount of staff meetings we had on Tuesday and said, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? We surely can do something. And then the youth pastor, Todd, who's a dreamer <laughs> and a visionary, he comes to me, he says, I want to buy a food truck. We have a board meeting. I say to him, you got $2,000 and go and get a trailer and a, and a barbecue and that'll be it. And he gets despondent about it because faith has a point of contact and he wants his food truck. So, he's, so he thought, let's do a Donald Trump. And he came up on the platform with all his team around him <laughs> and conveyed the vision. And this church was kind and generous enough to donate $30,000 for the food truck. Can anything good come from 2021? And the, food, and the food truck was used even, he's used it a few times. He's wanted to take it into schools, but with all the restrictions, it's so hard. We're believing for breakthrough next year. But used for, for different events. And one such event that you've seen on the screen there, and cars came with families. We said, what can we do? Let's lift the morale of the parents. Let's bring their cars and get the kids. And he put together 95 kids packs for the church, about 40 cars came through, 45, and he also did some stuff for a school. What can we do? Can anything good happen this year? Then we did the Easter celebration outreach. Can anything good come from Easter? Todd goes, I want to give away 10,000 Easter eggs. I said, is that a bit too much maybe? 
450 plus kids were registered. Many connections and contacts. We had four families visit the church from that event. One of them gave, one family gave their life to Christ. We spent $10,000 on that from Kingdom Builders. I think it's a good investment. What do you think? And we can talk about a lot of things. SRE. We've sown $10,000 into SRE from Kingdom Builders. Why? Because thank God that New South Wales, you can bring the gospel in there. Unfortunately, when our current Labor government got elected, they snuffed it out of our schools in Victoria. Unfortunately, some of the legacy with, with the current government is no SRE anymore in Victoria. But you can have a full-term abortion if you can get two doctors to agree on it. Let's stay positive, Zion. We sowed $10,000 into SRE because we are a church that believes, let us bring the gospel to students if we can. We purchased through SRE 453 student workbooks and teacher manuals for eight schools out of that. We've invested funds into the secondary school uh, ministry of SRE, which, by the way, Lindell has been appointed uh, to teach and bring the gospel to the secondary schools there. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see. Philip said, come and see. Why did he say that? What makes a guy like Nathaniel say, can anything good come from Nazareth? <laughs> I said that one time, flying uh, from Horsham to Muldura for a district meeting. I think we were 2,000 feet, not high. And uh, <laughs> we fly over a small township. I mean, it was so small. It was so small. And uh, I said, uh, man, is there any life down there to the pilot? He said, yeah. He said, that's Japarit. I said, what? I said, that. Is that where Bob Menzies was born? He said, yeah. Can anything good come from Japarit? <laughs> Sounds like a bird's name, Kevin. Township of just, what, three, 400 people. And I think it is still the case. The longest serving Prime Minister of Australia. It's amazing what can come from regional centres in Victoria. It doesn't have to come from big capital cities. I'm intrigued about what amazing people have come from and will, will, come, from, will come from this particular region here. He said, come and see. Philip said, come and see. What do you see when you see people? Do you see Nazareth? What's your view of people? What's your perspective? Hey, let me ask you another question. How do you see yourself? What do you think of yourself? The airline sees you as a traveler. The store retailer sees you as a consumer. The doctor sees you as a patient. The lawyer sees you as a client. Some say the government sees us as taxpayers. 
I wonder what Nathaniel saw when he said, Jesus, he's from Nazareth. Come and see. I wonder what he was thinking that he was going to see. I wonder what he possibly could have conceived. I would have liked to have asked him, what do you think could come out of Nazareth? Scholars tell us that Nazareth Nazareth is very insignificant on the geography and the map. It's a backwater town. It's an unimportant place. It's hidden away. It's an isolated little agricultural, insignificant back corner block in comparison. But it's been a long tradition, has it not? Has it not been a long tradition to display valuable gemstones against some sort of plain background? It contrasts their beauty. The more precious the jewel, the more plainer the background. So when you think about, oh, I don't have a really flash background. When you think about, oh, the hellhole background you've come from. When you think about the dysfunctional background you've arrived from. When you think about the dog of a life that you've lived and the parents that you had no choice to be born to and the hardship and horror of life that may have beset you. When you think about how devastating your life has been and then one day you encounter Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, your heavenly Father, who fearfully and wonderfully created you, and you have an encounter with a living God who transforms your life, all of a sudden that plain, dark background shows off this extraordinary gem of a new creature in Christ like nothing else. So when you come from a bad background, a poor background, a dysfunctional background, I'll tell you what, all the more to show somebody off who rises up and lets the fullness of their potential and gifts shine. People will stand back in amazement and say, really? Really? That was your past? You really came from that? Is that really the life that you lived? People will stand in astonishment and amazement because all of a sudden this gem of a life is being shone and lit up against this incredible, dysfunctional, broken background. I think that is amazing. Maybe, maybe, and maybe for me, but not for God, he's intentional. Maybe the story of Jesus Christ was always meant to be like that. The story of Jesus Christ is not a rags to riches story. It's a riches to rags story. It's not a story of, you know, once I was poor and now I'm prosperous. No, it's a rags to riches story. Here's this proud prince of, prince of glory who leaves the celestial kingdom of heaven and takes on the form of humanity to show off God's glory and might and majesty against the backdrop of Nazareth. That is powerful. 
because how can anything good like that come from Nazareth? And if you're fed up with your life and your life is miserable and you've just had enough of it, and I don't blame you feeling like that for this year, but maybe your life has consisted of many years. And if you're watching online and you've just had enough of it, you're tired of the way that life has treated you and people have abused you and hurt you, and you don't believe in yourself, you, you're your greatest enemy, you put yourself down, you, you belittle yourself, you don't even need assistance from people. But if you'll, allow, if you'll allow the love of Christ and God to get a hold of you and then all the good that's in you because there is God. I've never known God to create anything that's a flop. Have I ever known him to create anything that carries no value whatsoever? Well, yes, I have. The mozzies and the flies drive me nuts. But every human being is precious and valuable in God's sight. When he created you, his very intent was to bring the best out of you. So don't show off your worst. Can anything good come from Nazareth? I mean, seriously, how much plainer can the background be? Let's have the band come up. I mean, how much plainer can the background be? How could a king, how could the king of kings, how could the king of glory, how could the king that represents the kingdom of all kingdoms possibly be born in such a plain background as a stable among cattle and livestock? That's not fitting for a king. How is that fitting? How is that even appropriate? to show off a king against such a plain background. How could the Messiah possibly come from such an insignificant place like Nazareth? How's that even possible? Church, let us never ever make a judgment on somebody who comes through those doors because of appearance, because of how they present themselves, because of their upbringing or their background. They are candidates for God to show off an incredibly gemstone. Let's refrain from being judgmental. Let's, from, let's refrain from opinions about each other that have nothing whatsoever to do about the kingdom. Let's refrain this Christmas as you get together with families from pointing fingers from belittling people. They say, that, they say this Christmas will be unlike any other Christmas because of the division and disunity. No. This Christmas is a very ordinary background to show off what sort of family you really are. Do not do not entertain this Christmas being anything less than any other Christmas spirit that you've had in your family. Just because the background has become more ordinary, so does the gemstone become even more remarkable.
in my own family, I have a difference of opinion among our own children about what we make of the times that we live in without getting into detail. You can just read between the, the lines, people. But the thing that I have valued amongst our own children, my wife and I, regardless of a difference of opinion, we have been even more closer, not more distant, because it's an opportunity to show off something remarkable against something that's become a bit darker. We are children of light and not of darkness. And if you're light, let's shine. And don't scream at the darkness when you can light a candle. I'm not opposed to protests, I'm not. I'm very committed to freedom of speech, freedom of choice. But maybe just remind ourselves as well. Let's light a candle in it and not forget to do that too. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Some would refer to Nazareth as a hillbilly town, an unsophisticated redneck town that's unpopulated and unpopular. As I close, <coughs> the whole question says more the whole question says more about Nathaniel than it does Nazareth, by the way. When Nazareth said, Can anything good come from when Nathaniel said, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Look, the question is more around his life as a person than Nazareth. It's about Nathaniel's bias, his prejudice. It's about the assumptions and judgments that he has made. And we can all be prone to make that about someone, can't we? So let's not judge Nathaniel too quickly. <laughs> We've all been there. Come on, people. Have you not been there? I'll put both hands up and feet, but I'd fall on my backside. But we've all made assumptions. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ has such a different filter to what we do? Just read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. When somebody saw someone some way, he saw them different. When they wanted to stone the adulterous woman, he said, let the man without sin be the first to cast their stone. When they, were disregarded, when they disregarded blind Bartimaeus and had no time for him, he calls for him. He says, come. When they said the children, the children, keep the children away, the Messiah's busy. No, he said, bring the children here and let me bless them. And that's what you people have done. You have blessed children today. When everybody else had an opinion about somebody, it was not unusual for Jesus to have an alternative view because He is the Son of the living God and represents a focus that we desperately need. Nazareth, as we conclude, represents labels we place on ourselves and others. Can anything good come from Nazareth? He was in grade two 
He was in grade two as a young lad. And his parents were church-going foster parents. And they broke the news to him at grade two. He says how, he thankful, how thankful he was that he learned about it early. They said to him, we are not your mother and we are not your father, but you will be like a son to us and we will give you the best Christian care and love that any family can give. His mother had twins and he was an unexpected arrival. And so she could not manage three and gave him away and kept the twins. Most of us know this man because this man was the product of a $20 fling with a one night stand because the mother needed the $20 to feed the kids. This young man is the product of a biological mother who slept with a man for $20 to buy some food. But this young man was fortunate because he was in a Christian home who loved him and showed him the love of God and had such a transformation that he ends up writing a book and becoming the Reggie Dabs that we know and speaks to 1.4 million students every year and brings a message of hope and faith. I think you've had him here. You brought him in here. You know what I think is remarkable about that? One, we think people that don't know the story, 1.4 million students, he reaches them. And the testimonies, you just got to get on YouTube and listen to the kids. The hope he brings. What's more remarkable about his story is not the 1.4 million kids, but when you think about the background that the gemstone is against, that is what's remarkable. That is what's remarkable. And I'm grateful to Jesus because in many ways, my background is pretty ordinary too. I don't have a background to brag about. I don't come from a blue ribbon suburb. My parents were not wealthy. <clears throat> I don't come from a background of a happy family. Mum and dad, I got picked up by a mother and father taken to church in the back seat of my car. I'm crying because I'm I'm in high school, I'm crying because I'm seeing this mother and father loving one another in a way that my parents never did. But then one day, that all changed. At 18 years of age, a neighbour introduced us to Jesus Christ, saw our plight and said, you need to experience the transforming love of God upon your life and your family. And many know the story that in one year, my mother, my father, my sister and all, I all gave our life to Jesus Christ. And everything that I'm doing today is nothing short of the love and the grace of Jesus Christ upon my life. From a plain background, something good can come.
I'm speaking to somebody online watching and I'm speaking to you here as well. I do wonder half the time who I am actually speaking to here today. I know that you've come to a gift-giving service, but one of the greatest gifts is you sitting in that seat. One of the greatest gifts to humanity is you sitting there, is you watching. One of the most precious, most valuable gifts is your life. You were born. You're here because you have something extraordinarily special to bring to society and to community. It was God's idea that you are here today. I wonder what it is about you that's so good in there. I wonder what it is about you that can make a difference to people's lives. I wonder what it is about you, your spirit, your life, your gifts, your talents, your potential, the good in you that wants to bubble up. I wonder if you just gave Jesus half a chance to come into your life and draw it out from you because you've struggled to do it yourself. I wonder what would happen if He got involved with you. And I'm going to pray that that happens. Thank you for listening. For more information about New Life Chapel, please go to newlifechapel.org.